Welcome to Live, Love, Play Safe, Safe at Play's new podcast about what teachers, parents, and any adult supervisor needs to know about playground safety to prevent childhood injuries, disabilities, and deaths. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of Live, Love, Play Safe. I'm LaTanya DeBrule. This is our second podcast in our efforts to reach schools regarding the importance of playground safety. This episode will feature an informational segment on playground safety presented by Heather Olson of the National Program for Playground Safety. As stated previously, the mission of our organization is keeping our children safe at play. With that said, we present to you Heather Olson, a member of the National Program for Playground Safety. Please listen as she provides important information on playground safety. Hi, my name is Heather Olson and I am part of the team at the National Program for Playground Safety. Today I'm going to discuss how to have a safe outdoor play area. As adults, we need to be proactive to make sure our outdoor environments are safe. SAFE stands for Supervision, Age Appropriate Design, Fall Surfacing and Equipment Maintenance, SAFE. First, always make sure when children are at the playground an adult is present. It is necessary to do a quick sweep of the area to remove any hazards. And make sure to stay on your toes as children move quickly. The second step is age-appropriate design. Equipment should be separated for children ages 6 months to 23 months, ages 2 to 5 years, and 5 to 12 years. Keeping the little children off of the older children's equipment will prevent injuries. To check for age-appropriateness, look for smaller equipment equipment that does not have any track rides or climbing equipment that is advanced. The third step is fall surfacing. Children will climb and when they fall you want to make sure the ground below will cushion their fall. Asphalt, dirt, concrete and grass are not acceptable because if a child falls they will not land on a soft surface which could increase the risk of injury. Loose fill materials maintained at 12 inches such as engineered wood fiber, rubber mulch, and sand are appropriate. The fourth step to playground safety is equipment maintenance. Before your children begin playing on the playground, look for the hazards such as broken equipment, sharp points, missing pieces, or loose bolts. This is important because broken equipment can lead to injury to a child. MPPS has created the SAFE model to guide adults to protect children from unintentional injuries. Unfortunately, each year over 200,000 children are injured on playgrounds. I hope you take into consideration all of these safety tips so we can prevent playground injuries. Thank you, Heather, for sharing. In our mission, we will continue to bring forth valuable information on playground safety awareness. One of our goals here at Safe at Play is to provide CPR AED training to the school community. Many people feel that younger students are not able to administer effective CPR. The American Heart Association recently reported a study 
that tested 166 grade students and their capacity to use hands-only CPR to save lives. Well, the study found that a majority of the children could perform CPR in the correct location and at the appropriate compression rate. This makes the group a viable group to train to help save lives. And hopefully this study would allow for more schools to train their students using the American Heart Association CPR in Schools Training Kit. We are definitely here to help schools initiate training as I am a certified CPR instructor. So if you have any questions regarding how to go about this initiative, please give us a call. We are here to help. On another note, how many of you out there are aware of March Madness? If you're a sports fan, then you probably know about March Madness for college basketball teams. And if you find this exciting, let me introduce you to Brackets for Good. Take a listen. Sport is powerful. Brackets for Good helps charitable nonprofits use the power of sport to score new awareness and funds to support the good they do in our world. Every March, tens of thousands of philanthropists learn about and rally behind charitable causes they care about in Brackets for Good tournaments. Nonprofits are evenly paired in friendly competitive matchups. Supporters cheer on and score points to help their favorite causes advance in the tournament by donating. One dollar equals one point. The nonprofit with the most points at the end of each round advances. The organization that has the game to make it to the end receives an additional championship prize. Participating charities gain added awareness in the community and keep the dollars raised regardless of how far they advance. It's competitive giving. Everybody wins. You've guessed it. Safe at Play is in the ATL Brackets for Good tournament, and we need your support. Please visit atlanta.bfg.org. Brackets for Good. Atlanta.bfg.org for our stat sheet and to make a donation. The tournament kicks off March 2nd. That's Friday, March 2nd. And just like March Madness, we need the donation to advance to the next round. So please support us and help us to win $10,000 to support our mission here at Safe at Play. In addition, we are in need of a community teammate. So if you know of any businesses out there, or perhaps you have a business that would like to partner with us for Brackets for Good, there are many benefits for the business. Please email us at info at safeatplay.org and we will give you all the details that you need to become a community teammate with us during the Brackets for Goods tournament. Also, it is that time of year again where we're kicking off Playground Safety Awareness Week. This is a free community event that's being held on Saturday, April 21st, 2018 at Denny Dobbs Park. Governor Nathan Deal has proclaimed National Playground Safety Week from April 23rd through the 27th. So come out with us 
and kick off Playground Safety Week. You'll receive a free t-shirt while supplies last. And we will have raffle prizes. You have to be in it to win it. So come on out. April 21st, Denny Dobbs Park in Covington. You may register at safeatplay.org backslash kickoff. Now, I would like to take this time to remind schools that our first annual Playground Safety Poster Contest deadline is approaching. It is on Friday, March 9th. That's a little bit over two weeks away. All entries must be submitted to us by the deadline date in order to be considered as a winner. Please, 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 if you have not already done so, you still have time left to get your students involved in this contest to promote playground safety awareness. I hope that many schools participated in this event, um, this contest, and I hope to see many entries flowing in our mailbox and that this event, this contest will be successful and demonstrate that schools are putting our efforts to use. So please, if you know of any schools that have not participated, they still have time to get in some submissions and get their students drawing so that um, we can have a successful contest. Thank you for allowing me to share information on our efforts here at Safe at Play. Please reach out to us, use hashtag LiveLovePlaySafe on social media or email us at info at safeatplay.org. Read, listen, subscribe, and let us know what you think. This has been another podcast brought to you by Safe at Play working to improve playground safety, knowledge, understanding, and accountability. Mommy, thank you, Mommy. You're welcome, Tyra, and thanks to everyone for listening.